Hi, and welcome to What's News With You. I'm Eben. I'm Angie. And I'm Yoda. A podcast where we discuss our biggest news of the week. So Angie, what's news with you? <laughs> well, Love Island has been my biggest news of the week for however long it's been on, four weeks now. Um, and today I really want to talk about like toxic relationships and inappropriate language. Um, I've been watching Love Island since its third series. I started midway through because people at work told me to watch it and I've kind of been hooked ever since. So how often do you guys, are you watching it this year? I'm not, but I'm on Twitter, so I do see everything that's that's going on. I did watch, like, two episodes, and I also listened to Morali, who does, like, the Love Island breakdowns on YouTube. I think he gets paid by ITV. But I've been hearing a lot of controversy this week. I was hearing a lot of controversy last week. Um, I am black myself, so you know how black Twitter goes. Obviously, I'm going to hear about these things. But it's always involving our community so I, I do need to understand a bit more what's going on for those of you who, who else is watching it <laughs> uh yeah i haven't really managed to get into it this year i think i've watched all the seasons before but some i'm like Eben though like i've been on twitter seeing all the memes and all the videos so i'm kind of up to date i guess but yeah i couldn't get into it this year for some reason so our biggest example for today is contestant danny bibby um he began his love island journey as a bombshell and I'm not gonna lie, when he first came onto the show, my flatmate and I were watching it together and we were like really hyped for him because he chose uh, Kaz and Sharon and we were both really in love with them and just wanted them to have a great time. Um, but as quickly as that happened, we went on Twitter and saw what they were saying. Um, so Love Island had received 1,081 complaints because Twitter users had found an Instagram comment from 2019. They dig, I'm sorry. 2019. <laughs> Not that long ago. <laughs> um, where Danny uses the N-word. Um, so this is even before his like whole episode had aired. As soon as his name was released, people managed to find it so quickly. So it's understandable that Twitter users, and that's me included, completely changed their entire perception of Danny. So you guys, if this was what he posted online and then didn't delete, what do you think would have been said offline? Mm. Yeah, that's very true. I do feel like a lot of people will come to Love Island. It's not pure how it used to be. Look at some of the couples that are still together now that have had children in the past. Um, I even went to primary school with Montana, I think, from season three. Okay, yeah. yeah, she was in my class. My au pair used to take care of her. Genuinely nice girl. But I think nowadays people go on their forefame, so they will fake a type of personality. Before you found out what you found out, how was he coming across to you? Was he coming across as like a nice... He looks like a geezer to me. Mm. So I don't know what type of vibe you got. It was kind of like, um, I think because we didn't actually see him on a date, I just saw him walk through during this promo and him sitting down. I was like, okay, he could, I have high hopes for this. I hope it's going to go well for them. Um, but obviously that changed <laughs> so quickly. Um, yeah, I think for me, the problem is how none of the Love Island talent management managed to find these tweets before. Like how, I feel like this has happened to some other contestants before as well, how they've gone on the show and then tweets from 2010 whatever will have been found by just random people on twitter and the public i just think clearly there's something going on at sort of the love island hiring process where they have like surely they would be looking into those tweets before they would get them on the show that doesn't make doesn't but make sense also to me. um a lot of people like 
this is why they say like you need to oh, sound so bad i'm telling danny how to like hide his bad behavior but you should delete your account start afresh or kind of go back through and clear up because it's so easy to search someone's at name and then certain tag words or letters associated with that tag and you can just see what they've tweeted i don't know how long he's had his his twitter account but there was also what's what's those pictures that came out about him i saw pictures and I... it was saying that he had racist tattoos and the meanings of I them didn't see that. i need to get that up mm-hmm. should i try and yes. find it i have noticed as well this year that they've been trying to get more people who are already in the spotlight. I think everything that happened with some of the suicides of the people from before, they've realised that maybe getting kind of like normal people, kind of doing quotation fingers, normal people on the show hasn't been working. I think they're trying to go for people who've been in the limelight, kind of are kind of influencers. Mm, Molly May. Yeah, I just think it's strange that they didn't find these tweets before. But you're right, it's interesting to think what he's saying not on... Because if he's saying that on social media for everyone to see, what's he saying... To his I boys, you know, on the time. nights out and stuff. And how he's treating girls and stuff on nights out, you know? Mm-hmm. Which we'll get into later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's scary. A lot of black Twitter are saying, like, don't invite boys on that, you know, do not have an interest in, in black women. Which, I don't know, it's un- I guess that's understandable. But also, it's something that I... It's hard to, like get my head around do you see what I mean Mm -hmm. because I've dated quite openly myself and I've never really like I'm not gonna I know it people be like oh my god is this like race doesn't really pop up immediately so it's just a scary one because I'm like oh my god you don't know the type of person you're getting involved with and obviously it was painful for black twitter to watch because they were all like oh my god stay away from him these are the tweets i didn't even watch it and these are the tweets that i'm saying yeah when i was watching it i was like have the producers told kaz that she's just been on a date with someone who openly uses the n-word online and probably offline but there's another layer to it as well what i was saying to angie earlier about how it kind of feels like They've kind of done this promo for him, to, you know, before he came in saying, I want to go on a date. These are the two girls I like. Kind of coincidentally, he's, they happen to be the he's, two, you know. He's premeditated it, is what yeah, you're saying. But, like, it's like he's got on the show with that kind of... To get favouritism. Yeah, to, to be like, oh, to look, you know... To like, our black community. Yeah, and yeah. then he's come on, didn't like them, and gone straight for Lucinda. It was Lucinda, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the one who they were all going after, the typical, you know white blonde blah 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 but i think this has happened before in one of the other seasons as well where the guy would have come on and said pointed out the two kind of ethnic women of the group and then just not gone for them yeah Mm. so to make matters worse so warm sorry an additional 426 complaints are made to love island for using the song n-words in paris when did they do that they opened up one of the episodes with the song okay so, after the controversy that took hold on Twitter, needless to say, I feel like this was very inappropriate. What do you think of Twitter users having to uncover this rather than the Love Island production team? Black Twitter goes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go in. So, we are a force to be reckoned with. I think that they do good detective work. And I think the producers, producer, producers <laughs> should take note and possibly do some community outreach and hire someone that can actually do their their job properly because they don't seem to be doing it correct. Mm -hmm. But this is what confuses me because I just think, how can a whole entire production network 
make the decision to play that song and not one of them think it's questionable, which makes me think, do they do it on purpose to get people talking about it, to get people saying, oh, have you watched Love Island? Did you hear them playing that song? The a thing at the moment is about being controversial. That's what gets you clicks. That's what yeah. gets you Negative famous. attention. Yeah, so part of me feels like there's no way someone would have just, that would have gone over their head. Especially with all the controversy with Danny saying it and all these things. I just think the song doesn't bother me. It's like quite an old, crappy, like Kanye song. But I didn't. What was. Did they complain about it being played first? Like as soon as the. Daddy stuff came out. Yeah. Yeah, that was the the root of the issue. Yeah, they probably. It does seem. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, how did. Because that wouldn't have gone through one person. That would have been the music person picking it, the editor choosing it, the chief editor, Mm. the producer. They've all gone, yeah, that's a great song to start with. That's what makes me think, do they do things like that on purpose to get people speaking about it? Have their views not dropped this year? Because I swear this season isn't as, like, lively. I want to see the ratings. I want to see the... I want to see the data on that. So the Love Island team did allow Danny to make a comment while he was in the villa. So Danny found out about this going... um, Going on after his dates with Kaz and Sharon. So he said... Um, I'd like to take the time to apologise to anyone that may have taken offence by my inappropriate remark. I have never meant anything malicious by this comment at all. I am not a racist person and it's unacceptable language and ignorant. I meant no offence and I feel like I've really learnt from my mistakes and will never use that word again. I am a kind, loving person and hopefully you'll get to see that on the show. PR team. PR (laughs) team response. But also I think the producers have to tell... If there's a controversy, they have to tell them on the inside because of the mental health aspect of the show. Mm. Um, but it's just standard, normal, usual response. I think what stood out to me is that um, Love Island had referred to this comment as a historic comment. As in, historic from 2019. It's like two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I just think he wouldn't be saying that if he hadn't been caught kind of thing. Like, it's one of those things where, like, celebrities and YouTubers do apology videos because they've been caught out and they say, you know, this is a lapse of my judgment. I can't believe I did this. I wasn't thinking at the time. Please, everyone, forgive me. I'm going to go and te- and learn. I'm going to go and teach myself how to be a better person. I just think... I don't know. I find it difficult to find any kind of apologies like that genuine. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a bullshit PR um, response. In his statement, Danny said that he was a kind and loving person and that he hoped that the public <laughs> would see that on the show. I never trust anyone that says they're kind. Why do you need to say mm. that? Prove it. So, mm. unfortunately, we didn't really get to see that. <laughs> Almost as quickly as Danny chose our POC queens, Shaz and Kaz, he gravitated to only Lucinda Stafford, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl, uh, who is gorgeous, let me say. Um, obviously, I wish this wasn't all about race, but as soon as the first episode aired, most of the men referred to their type as a petite, blonde-haired girl with blue eyes. So when he decided to couple up with Lucinda, he became extremely possessive. Lucinda was pulling Aaron's for chats before uh, Danny even walked in the door. And less than 24 hours into his stay in the villa, he had the opportunity to recouple. And unfortunately for Aaron, Danny got to choose first. 
But as soon as the recoupling happened, Danny was acting like he had this claim on Lucinda, constantly questioning her, asking for reassurance, and semi-punishing her for talking to Aaron. Aaron tried to kiss Lucinda the night of the recoupling, which she didn't think was appropriate. Did she, was... did she curve him? I swear I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because Danny was yeah. in view. Danny found out and confronted Lucinda about mugging him off. For context, he had only been in the villa for a day. So the charity Women's Aid wrote a statement saying they were increasingly concerned and accusing Danny of acting like he was gaslighting and manipulating Lucinda. They said, this is not what a healthy relationship looks like. These are all tactics used by perpetrators of abuse. They claim this behaviour was a form of coercive control, which has been a criminal offence since 2015 in the UK. And it's not the first time that such claims about Love Island have come out. If you both watched um, previous seasons, the same accusations came after series four's uh, Adam Collard and the way he treated oh, Rosie yeah, Williams. I remember, I remember that. that. Yeah. yeah. And then in series five, uh, Joe Garrett, when Women's Aid also called out the way that he treated Lucy Gonlin and the way that Michael Griffiths treat Amber Gill. Oh and my Car- God. Yeah. Yeah. He, Michael, I don't want to swear. Sorry, he annoyed me. So what do you guys think about Love Island and the constant appearance of coercive behaviour from the men towards their romantic partners on the show? It It's obviously not a good thing, but I think it... Like, it shows the public, it shows other women, like, watching, like, what could be happening in their own relationships as well. So I think it's good that Women's Aid called it out um, for what it is. But this is, like, a, a reality. And it's not, obviously, it's not just um, men that do this to women. It can happen both ways. But obviously, it's it's exposing Aaron for his insecurities and for bad behaviour because Danny. he shouldn't... Danny, sorry. It, he shouldn't be treating treating her that way i wanted i would love to know how he feels having come out of the villa and now watched himself back has he Mm. made any comments has he responded to anything no i think the first interview they um are allowed to do is after sun so hopefully we'll find out on sunday what he thinks of it i wonder if he's if he's gonna get questioned about it or if they'll just try and brush it under the table but that just makes you think has he always acted that way outside of love island but only now it's being put on tv for people to see well there's see a camera there yeah when there's a camera you know is that only now like you say is he gonna watch it back and think oh like you know maybe i haven't been thinking all this time how i've been acting but i think that also just shows you how a lot of the time kind of men and men's groups and their boys egg them on to act in certain ways and I feel like I've heard a lot of stories where men don't get called out by their friends for acting in those kind of ways you know and it's scary because when you see something on tv that's obviously going to impact a lot of the young women young men who are watching yeah that's true you know like are they thinking very controlling are they going to think oh so that's how you treat a woman you know is that how you know that's how I'm supposed to be that's supposed to how how I'm supposed to act you know yeah in a comparable scenario um Lucinda has quite a distinct voice and mannerisms, which has been made fun of by some of the Islanders. Her best friend on the show, Millie, who they entered in together, and then Millie's now couple, Liam, made fun of Lucinda's voice. It seemed like just friendly banter. The next day after Danny had the discussion with Lucinda about her mugging him off, Danny mocked Lucinda's voice and mannerisms in front of the other lads without Lucinda knowing. And it definitely came across as not friendly banter. There was quite a lot of malice in there. And later in the episode, uh, the Islanders played Snog Mary Pie, 
where <laughs> the women, yeah, the women line up and in turn, each of the men come down and decide who they're going to snog, who they're going to marry and who they're going to pie. And then after the men have gone, it's the women's turn to do, make their choices. So it's Danny's turn. He kissed AJ to make Lucinda jealous, as he told Lucifer. But later on, he told AJ that he kissed her to let her know that he's interested. He then pied Lucinda and said, treat him mean, keep him keen. Any thoughts? Just seems a bit manipulative. But then again, that is usually, um, I don't want to say it's like a personal experience of mine, I can relate, but I have seen men behave like that before. Love Island particularly has a very big difficulty in how they portray men and women. And I feel a lot of the time, it always seems like the me- the men have more power than the women in the show. Yeah. And I just think, should that have been edited out? Do you know what I mean? Did they need him to put that comment in there? Obviously, like I said before, it's the views. People watching that go, oh my God, controversy. Let's go on Twitter. Let's go look at the memes, blah, blah, blah. But I just think the way that's depicting relationships and modern relationships is really toxic. And I just don't think that... How old is this boy? I don't know. I bet he's like 21 or something. 21, 22. I just think even at that age though, you're still an adult and kind of the way they act is just a bit... I know, but I think... I don't want to... Let me not say that. Okay. Yeah, there's there's no bloody excuse. I think he's just obviously used to behaving like this and he's gotten away with it before. So he probably sees it as normal. I think Lucinda is the youngest woman on the show as well. How old is she? I think she's 21, um, which I think maybe her age does play a slight uh, factor into the reason why he, um, Danny feels like he could maybe get away with the way that he's treating her. That's quite surprising because I swear they've had 19-year-olds on there before. Have they? Yeah, they have. Yeah. Yeah. So for the youngest person to be 21, I'm surprised by it. So, it's Lucinda's turn during the challenge, and kissed Aaron, they seemed to have a great time. <laughs> um, and then instead of pieing Danny at the end, in return she chose to ignore him, which I thought was a great power move, rather than giving him the satisfaction. Yeah. Mm. After the challenge though, Lucinda and Danny had a conversation about it, and came to the conclusion that it wasn't working out. And one of the things that Danny said to Lucinda is, first of all, he compared her to a car that won't start. Rude. And said the phrase, I'm not the type to chase you like a little dog. I'd rather take you down a peg and have banter with you. Jesus. That just sounds so threatening, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that whole power imbalance, isn't it? It's like men feeling threatened by women who either show their sexuality of what they want or, God forbid, pie them off and don't mm. take their don't take their shit is a bit like, like you're not allowed to say no or you're not allowed to um have boundaries basically like take them down a peg that's just something you say to like that's a like, little bully isn't it but it's also a tiny bit obviously i'm not going to label anyone but it's a bit narcissistic like what's the word like negging like i need to put you in your place yeah you know you need to you know don't get too big-headed or whatever, don't think you're better, I'm going to let you know. That seems a bit, yeah, manipulative. Well, what's wrong with the chase? It's the fun part. Yeah, exactly. Mm, I don't know why he said that. The more he was on the show, the more the stuff came out and showed his true character. Luckily, Lucinda knew her worth and was like, after that, why would I want to be with Danny? Um, so 
They called it off. Both parties then spun their own narratives of who ended the situation ship. Um, but I feel like they will realise who actually ended it when they all come out for that. Yeah. Mm. Um, later that evening, he was chosen as one of the three least favourite men on the island by the public. Not surprised. Yeah. No. And I think Danny's story is extremely important in context. So Danny's entrance on the show came very soon after the racism towards the black England football players Marcus Rashford, Bukayo Saka and Jaden Sancho following the Euros 2020 final. And Sharif Lan from Series 5 had called out Love Island for their hypocrisy. He was booted from the villa after he played fault with fellow contestant Molly May, who we've mentioned before. Mm, I remember that. He accidentally kicked her in the crotch and referred to it as a C-word punt. And Sharif spoke to The Sun on Sunday saying... ITV have shown complete double standards when it comes to racism. They don't seem to care. A white guy has been allowed to apologise from inside the villa for using the N-word and carry on filming, whereas I was removed for play fighting and doing something by accident. The N-word shouldn't be used and this contestant should be removed from the house like I was, especially after the England football team were racially abused this week. ITV need to set an example. Which is a lot to take in. <laughs> For context, Sharif is black. I feel like that is important to mention. Um, so my questions to you guys are, firstly, is Sharif right? And is the way that ITV treated Danny a double standard? And secondly, what should the ITV done instead? I, I think it is a double standard because if they were able to pull... They just pulled Sharif so quickly... Um, it was like he was on one episode one day and then it was, oh, Sharif left the house and it was like, oh, why did he leave? And then, you know, it slowly came out in the papers or whatever. So I think it is a double standard. You can't treat someone one way and then not treat somebody the other way. It seems like they kind of defended Danny in a bit or kind of gave him time. They wanted the public to just kind of like sweep it under the rug and to just let Danny say, and I think they brought Danny as a heartthrob and they saw him as a heartthrob more than Sharif so it was like we need to try and keep him in here because they expected him to be like a public favourite or a fan favourite or whatever but ITV Love Island has always it seems like there's always controversies every year and it seems like something that's hard for them to avoid Hmm. I think Love Island itself is a little bit of microcosm of society because I think there is hypocrisy in society as well you know I noticed when the whole thing with the Euros came out and, you know, there was all the, on Twitter, people supporting the players, you know, a lot of the Mm. black players. But then we saw a lot of politicians tweeting, saying how they're proud of our three lions and all these things, who were the same politicians who have been Saying, don't take the knee and all of that type of stuff. I think what we're seeing in Love Island is an exact example of what Britain is in itself, which is full of hypocrisies like that, where a lot of the time it is people from minority groups treated so differently for things that are so much more minor. You know, why did he need to stay in the villa? Surely, number one, it should have been found out way before he'd entered. And number two, he should have been taken out straight away. Do ITV not have proper researchers? This is what I'm saying. But also, with the whole um, race thing, obviously I do see people on Twitter getting upset, like, oh, when they say they, they like brunette, we know what it means, and that type of stuff coming from black Twitter. If... You are attracted to black people. That's completely fine. We're allowed to have preferences and things like that. But what some people think is that they're lying and saying that they're attracted to Kaz or Sharon or that type of thing just to get on the show when they don't act, they're not Mm. actually, you know, attracted to them, which is fine. But just be honest because everyone is allowed their, their preference at the end of the day. 
But the, the researchers, do they even have researchers? They need to do a better job at um, looking into people's backgrounds. And also the contestants need to not be sloppy and messy as well. Mm. Clean up your digital footprint. I think with everything happening with the Euros and the Black Football yeah, players, it was they, that, that was a good way to was set heightened. an example, yeah. you know, to take them out and be like, look, to everything set a that's president. happening. Yeah, mm. everything that's been happening president, right now. President? President. President. Yeah. <laughs> president. President. Pres- <laughs> what? I don't know. Google it. We've all just had a stroke. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that, that would have been a perfect way to make an example of him and been like, everything that's happening... This whole thing with race at the moment is so important. You know, we can't keep letting people get away with stuff like that, mm. taking them out. So I think one of my biggest issues with Love Island, um, and I say it every time a contestant says this, when they say, I don't have a type, when clearly their type is someone who would go on Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> so the show severely lacks diversity, and it's rare to see someone that has even got a slight, slightly average body type and... So far, we've only had two disabled contestants. Um, so, Nar Aslam, who's had, um, who autism. had autism. Yeah. yeah. And the contestant, Hugo Hammond, who's on right now, who has comfort. So, Millie Girton is on TikTok. And I think she has this great series about love, a Love Island typecast. And I'll link to her series and her TikTok page in the bio. So, some of the typecasts that she talks about is the unlucky in love black woman, the posh white boy, the hated blonde girl, the lovable Essex boy, the hated Lothario, the boring and unthreatening boy, and the pick-me girl. Mm. And she delves into the examples on her TikTok, as I recommend watching. And there's so much we could then discuss from this about mental health contestants and the viewers at home and the impact, especially on the expectation of a woman's attractiveness, um, such as when the discussions about arm hair came up and plastic surgery which we might have to talk in a later episode. There's so much about that. What do you guys think about the Love Island standard and the effects it has on the British public? And what could we get out of having a more diverse range of body types and backgrounds? I think it's nice for all different types of bodies to see themselves, I don't want to say represented because, I don't know, I just don't feel like that's the right word, but I feel like it would be nice to see like, a variation of body types um, so that because it, it attracts a young audience I mean I would like to look at the, the 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 data and the demographic for the type of age range and you know is it more men or women you know that are watching because obviously it can trigger a lot I guess in young young women and even young men as well that they feel that they have to look a certain type of way for me, I know you were talking about there's certain there's a type different types of people and there's different categories. To me, I would I know this is not true, but I'm just like everyone there is from Essex. That's how I see it. <laughs> so I do think it is a, it's a it's a pretty little thing. PLT, uh, perspex heels. Mm. I don't want. I'm not slight slating fast fashion, but it is a certain type of person, a certain type of look that they they go for. I think for me, I've always had a bit of an issue with clothing brands when they say, oh, we have a plus size range. Yeah. I just think, why why does there need to be a distinction? Can't you just have all clothing that fits from size six all the way up to, you know, however big you want to do it? It's the same with this, where they'll put someone on who is maybe a size 10 and be like, look, it's our 
we have a you know someone who's got a different kind of body type you know which is a plus size model you know the same way they've put um, Hugo in like oh you know we've got our first disabled contestant that like they could have done that so much earlier on and the fact they have to really like say it with so much presence kind of look it's our first disabled you know everyone look we're being so inclusive why do they have to make it such a thing can't they just include people of different sizes different races this is you know? why i to compare obviously the season i know a lot of people listening would have watched too hot to handle but too hot to handle this year the second season was fantastic and i do feel like it was quite diverse there wasn't really an issue there's not for it do you know it's surprising because it's an american show but there isn't really the issue of race like there is you'd be surprised because it is american like there is with the uk the other thing that I was saying to Angie earlier is I also have a problem with the way that they use certain phrases to describe the white women and the black women on Love Island. So I've noticed throughout the years Explained. when Can they you, talk about yeah. when they talk about black women, they'll say, "Oh, she's very fiery. She's you know they called sassy. I think it was Kaz. They said she's got a lot of energy. She's sassy. Oh, she's a you know." And I I sometimes have kind of trouble with those because I sense a lot of I mean I can't really comment on it myself. But, you know, I sense sometimes these kind of microaggression, these kind of words they always use to describe them. And it, that I kind of have a problem with that sometimes as well, I think. Are you... What you're saying, basically, is there's, like, stereotypical words mm. that they use for um, black women that not all the time fit their character, but it's just, like, a stereotype? I noticed it a lot with the Amber and Michael thing. Because Amber was very quiet, she wasn't like that. But then when Michael treated her like shit, she and was she, fiery. She, she was wasn't sassy. though. She Is that just, what she, they told her? Yeah, yeah. They, she just turned around and she said, "I didn't Stuck like how you treated herself. me." Yeah. And then they were saying she was sassy, she was fiery, she was completely, you know, all these kind of she things. Was being aggressive. Oh, aggressive. Sh- like being that. loud. That was yeah. the biggest one, and she was there calmly trying to put her case forward of why yeah. she was upset. I do think. Um, as annoying as Danny has been, I do think it's good that we do have reality TV shows um, like Love Island. They kind of allow us to have different and interesting conversations. They highlight certain certain things that go on in our society and, and it makes more people think outside the box, think about what's going on. It, it opens up the conversation, you know. We're able to have dialect about topics that we don't we some of us wouldn't usually think of or we would just you know turn a blind eye to but again with the the diversity on the show like when you said the love island had said we have our first disabled contestant is hugo ignoring completely that niall was on the show and had mm. autism complete erasure of like mental disabilities and the fact that i remember sitting down watching it with my flatmate when um, aj walked in and announced that she was 29 and we were like oh, that's brave going on love island where most of the guys are like you know 21 to 25 oh god i could never date someone that age sorry <laughs> i think the the lack of diversity in every sense needs to be addressed i want to see some same-sex couples on i, was I want to see non-binary people on the yeah. show they they could definitely rejig the format or make a different love island spin-off for people who aren't heteronormative. And I think they'd get s- that, that would widen their viewer base so much as well. I think a lot more people would watch that as well. But yeah, you're right about the thing with um, Niall as well. I think that's a whole another conversation we can have. I think it's brave and I think it's really nice that Niall gave it a shot. 
gave it a go because I don't feel like anyone should ever feel like their disability should hold them back in life. And it's quite, I think it opens the conversation. Mm. I heard a lot of that and I, I was like, oh, does my disability hold other people back when I'm in a relationship? Because from my perspective, it would be easier to be in a relationship with someone that doesn't have additional needs. Yeah. Um, but also, definitely go and see Niall's TikTok, which I'll also add into the description because he goes into why he left the villa and mostly due to the way that Love Island handled his situation and his needs and his needs being ignored and ending up in hospital about yeah. it. And then telling the press one thing when actually it was another. So yes, I don't I don't wanna speak his story when he can speak it himself and he just go and watch his TikToks about it. <laughs> so Danny is gone now. Um, but there are still quite a few weeks left of Love Island. I'm not even sure how long it's been and how long it's got left. It's, <laughs> it's felt like a, a like you know the time between Christmas and New Year's, yeah. the empty days, the last days. <laughs> so um, luckily, I mean for viewership, there is some new drama that's appearing now. So maybe they'll have the turnout that they want. Um, I'm almost certain Love Island will also be my news every week <laughs> until the finale and maybe even after. When does it end? How many more weeks know. are left? Yeah. I think this is my August, I think. series, yeah. Oh, they might try to drag it out for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. Probably be like to the end of August because we didn't have Winter Love Island last year because you know they started that. We only got one season of that and we didn't have Summer um, Love Island last year as well. Mm. So do you guys have any further thoughts about Love Island racism inappropriate language relationships watch too hot to handle and compare the two anyone that's listening if you haven't already because too hot to handle we didn't have none of these issues it was good people are also saying it's so surprising because everyone says like oh my god america like you would think with everything that went on last year and that's continued to go on that usa love island i don't know if you've seen the clips but it's a lot better than the UK and and they're not having the issues and the conversations and the dramas that we're having. Mm. So it's, I don't know, I feel like it's, it's, like I've said before, it's highlighting certain issues that we're having here now. I saw the, the Love Island USA, which we're going to watch if, if it goes to Catherine Moore and there isn't drama, we're just going to start watching is, Love Island Is that when you're going to cut off? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of reminiscent of the early series of Love Island where they're kind of there for their the right intentions. Yes. Mm. Now it's influencer life now. Yeah. yeah. I just don't understand why it's, as the series go on, more controversies happen, like happening and there's more things coming out about racism, about sexism, the way women are treated in it. I think I'm still trying to work out why it's getting so much worse. Like, what's going wrong behind the scenes for that to be happening yeah because i didn't notice any of this in the earlier seasons at all what what do you guys think about um two or tandle that was lit i watched the first series i'll be loved it they first and second absolutely loved it yeah i think that's amazing has a good message to it i think i loved it the fact that you can't have sex and the money's going down when you tell people you can't do this okay it makes you want to rebel. And the fact that there is, like, 
a cash incentive I think for everyone to win and it's like they lose money if they all do if they all touch each other or kiss or whatever I think that's good with the Love Island it's like you've only got one couple that wins and you know mm. you don't even vote each other off but it's like the, the public votes and they do like I'm gonna I choose to couple with you or but I think too hot to handle whoever came up with that reality tv idea and pitched it absolutely fantastic yeah and I think the messages they have on it there's a lot of stuff in there about feminism and about women taking control of their bodies and being yeah and they get a counsellor or therapy and they do like therapy sessions and their island whatever it is they actually have their own beach I would love that (laughs) why doesn't love island it's called love island why don't you have like a beach incorporated into the house do you see what I'm saying Mm. like a beach house like until next week I've been Angie I've been Eben and I've been Yoda thanks for listening and we'll see you soon bye bye